0: Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am Brandon Cruz, your host, and yes, it is it is a brand new year, brand new year full of resolutions. And things that I want to do differently in this next year, including actually be consistent with releasing new episodes, Uh, which, you know, the best place to start for that, releasing new episodes, is with the guy who makes sure I release new episodes of other things consistently, and that is my good friend, and co-host of apathetic enthusiasm and interdimensional s RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, Mister Travis Menard. Hello, I'm, I'm back. I'm, <laughs> I'm back. You're back, baby. Uh, uh, you do. You did the premiere episode of season one of basically you know, the very first episode of this show. Yeah. Uh, it was like
1: it was like the pilot. It was <laughs> like we're trying to see if we can make this thing happen, and <laughs> and I was around so. I had to do it with you.
0: That, that's right. That's right. Where is everybody is the first episode we did. And yeah, that that was when I was even more consistent and I was doing it weekly, not <laughs> not twice a month, not once a quarter, but weekly. Uh, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm I'm great. Yeah, I I am in this weird headspace where I don't have like my own show notes or anything. I'm just <laughs> just here as a guest. I don't feel like I have hosting responsibilities. So I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to go along for the ride here and be the almost least experienced Twilight Zone commentator <laughs> that you've probably had on the show.
0: Uh, that is that is not a true statement. I have had far <laughs> less experience with great people on here. Uh, but it, uh, let me tell you, man, it is great to have yourself on a show not you like it's not good to have yourself on a show but when you are a person on somebody else's podcast and you don't have to worry about what their show notes look like or their preparation and you're just going on you're saying i'm if it fails it's not on me at all it's it's on it's on pressure is way off although
1: because everything else is set up the same i just feel like i'm showing up way underprepared
0: like (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I, I gotta say, I don't know the difference between you unprepared <laughs> and prepared. You're just a stalwart professional all the time, ah, Travis. Well, thank
1: you. Well, I'll do my best to make sure that you release this episode consistently.
0: <laughs> this one episode. <laughs> exactly. It's consistently. Uh, all right. Well, uh, today's episode on the season three premiere of Submit for Your Approval and the season three premiere of Twilight Zone is the episode two originally aired September fifteenth of nineteen sixty one stars the great Charles Bukowski or Charles Bronson as as he's sometimes known as Mister Deathwish himself uh, and Elizabeth Montgomery Miss Bewitched herself uh, both of them star in this episode they are the titular two the titular uh, it's directed by Montgomery Pittman who directed five episodes of the Twilight Zone. Among them, dead man's shoes. Will the real Martian please stand up? The grave, last rites of Jeff Myrtlebank, and of course, uh, this episode teleplay written by Montgomery Pittman, who also wrote the teleplay for the grave and last rites of Jeff Myrtlebank. Well, that's 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 that. I, I wanted to I wanted to change up this season just a little bit and add a add a add an extra little bit. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh wait, wrong wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong wrong podcast. Uh, and it's a little game I like to call you me and IMDb synopses. <laughs> I like that. Did you come up with that? I did. I that's did. That's amazing. I, I actually do it. <laughs> I actually recorded uh two other episodes with uh, before before this this episode and I really stumbled through explaining what those <laughs> what this was. So I this is the f- you you are hearing the refined version of that title of the bit on this first episode, so you can see me stumble later on. Okay, Great. anyway, here's how it works: one sentence synopsis for the episode. First, we'll start with you, then we'll go with me, and then we'll go with IMDb to see what the difference be. <laughs> what the I,
1: difference I, be? I can't that
0: rhyme like... B with B. That's <laughs> I'm not a rapper. That's, that's, that's cheap. I'm not I'm not Lin Manuel Miranda. I can't rhyme the same <laughs> word with each other.
1: Don't even, don't even bring him up. Don't you don't want this this podcast to go off the rails, Brad? <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, sorry, Travis. I know your love of him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. What what is hit me with your synopsis of the episode? One sentence or less. Uh, I put
1: two survivors in a post-war apocalypse. Find out if they can trust one another.
0: Ooh, that's that sounds nice. That sounds very very nice. Uh, my synopsis is. Finding love, Fallout style.
1: <laughs> I didn't know how funny I could go, so I just I, I played it real straight. Okay.
0: Do you do you want to you want to try it it's, again?
1: It's our it's our relationship in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> uh, you know it's it's great being you know the funny one. Uh. Meanwhile, over on IMDb, the the really super serial ones. Two survivors of an apocalyptic battle, a man and a woman from each other, <laughs> from each opposing sides. Approach each other suspiciously. Spot yeah. on. Spot it's on.
1: also the exact same uh, description that's on Netflix. And I only know that because I have the episode up on Netflix on pause <laughs> on
0: my other monitor. And that's why you cheated. That's why you're, you're a cheater <laughs> and you just use it as an example. You told me not to check IMDB and I didn't. <laughs> I, okay, well, you know, this I'm just, game... I'm just
1: saying pro tip for the future future contestants.
0: This game is is continuing to evolve and i'm learning little little pieces of wisdom uh i will say you me i be imdb synopses also netflix and hulu wherever and else.
1: netflix makes four
0: <laughs> okay anyways uh so there there you go uh, let let me know over on twitter which you prefer you me or imdb and now let's get into the actual episode travis enough delaying
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh,
0: what are your What are your initial thoughts on this episode?
1: Uh, well i th- I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a uh, interesting episode in terms of like every episode of Twilight Zone that I've watched has not been necessarily conventional, uh, like television episode in terms of style or format, and I found it really interesting how long this episode went. Uh, initially without any dialogue I found that really interesting and uh, I thought it was an interesting risk that that they could have taken uh, I I was actually surprised when I heard one of the characters speak at all because I was I I was convinced almost halfway through that they were just going to play this as like a silent picture sort of uh, situation but um, your your synopsis talking about like uh, being Fallout-esque, uh, definitely picking up a lot of uh, Fallout tones, especially <laughs> uh, recently playing a Fallout game. Just this post-apocalyptic post wasteland, uh, very few people around trying to look for food and looking for a way to survive. And um, finding another person in that environment and having to figure out if you can trust them or even have a relationship with a person. Who is supposed to be your enemy, um, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I I obviously I made the Fallout joke, but there there are little little pieces of this that are very Fallout-esque. And I this episode came out far before Fallout did.
1: Right. Or uh, modern gaming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. Uh maybe if we go back to E.T. on ColecoVision, maybe that's <laughs> a different. Uh, was it vision Doesn't matter. The the Atari, thing is, I believe. But anyway, thank thank you, thank you, Travis, <laughs> correcting me on my own podcast. Just <laughs> kidding. Somebody else would have done it. Um, but no, like the uh, like the tin of drumsticks. What a what a novel concept. That that looked
1: disgusting. <laughs> uh, like I could be starving. Uh, the first person to set foot in a city after five years. And only finding a sealed tin of chicken, and been like, "Well, looks like I'm starving today."
0: <laughs> this is this is it. This is how I this is how I go out, staring at a tin of chicken.
1: And, and I've seen canned chicken before. Like I've I've eaten canned chicken. Like, but it was like cut up like pieces of chicken, right. almost like tuna style, like, it,
0: like an oil, right? Almost, water, yeah. Water like it was like or...
1: water, right? Yeah. Uh, And, you know, mix it up with some barbecue sauce. You got yourself a got yourself a a fine sandwich there. But (laughs) like the full drumstick like packed in the tin. Um, I don't know. I guess if you're desperate, you know, that's that's the food to go with. But I just found it really interesting. Like that was the one food that they were able to share uh, until some like jarred peaches or something are are, are <laughs> revealed at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, um, I do want to I do want to talk about the jarred peaches just after I explore this tin of chicken a little bit <laughs> a little bit more. Cause I I look I looked in the tin of chicken as as uh, Charles Bronson was walking past, and I was like, okay, he ate one he ate one drumstick. There's a lot of empty space in this this tin. What do they like? What whoever this tinning company was, they were not very efficient. And maybe that's how the war started. I don't know. Yeah,
1: we can't we can't assume. We can't but,
0: we can't assume. But um, he
1: like he like devours one piece of chicken very fast, casts it aside, and then like while he still like has half a chicken leg in his cheek, he's he starts like <laughs> slowly having the second piece. And there's 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 gotta be like five or six in there. Uh, they just based on how quickly he goes through them. He like walks around town eating them and then yeah. brings them back as like a peace offering.
0: Can I ask Travis on your personal opinion, post-apocalyptic, what, which chicken company wins out the, the, the chicken tinning contract? Is it, is it Popeye's? Is it KFC? Or is it, uh? or is it some other company that, Churches, maybe churches.
1: churches. Oh man, if if we're going fast food chains, yeah. um, I really hope you know, like Popeyes is is successful, okay? Because and, and and if they have a line of that like spicy <laughs> chicken, oh uh, yeah, uh, I would survive any uh, apocalypse, really. Uh, if I can just s- store that. the The thing that this episode really made me think about, though, is like I need to start buying and also canning a lot more food um just in general because i feel like the way our society is now with like everything being so disposable like in this scenario you know wanderers are going to have nothing to eat because like all the food will have gone bad but thankfully you know back when this episode came out the 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 canning and 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 jarring of of food was was commonplace still enough to where it was a viable food source five or six years later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like to think that in, in the, in the middle of him exploring, he also happened to set aside a, a jarring like little, (laughs) little side gig like that, like that's his apartment. And he like ventures out in dirty uniform and he's like, let me see if I can find some more peaches to to jar. Yeah. It's it's like his
1: hobby. That's what he does on the weekend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like if inside his apartment there's crochet, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, on the on the on the sub on the serious subject of of tinned chicken, he does end up giving some, trying to get uh, Elizabeth Montgomery to to have some after he kind of wakes her up rudely with the water.
1: Yeah, there's only really one way in that situation to wake up someone that you've knocked out twenty minutes earlier, <laughs> and that's to dump. Potentially radioactive water on their face.
0: Yeah. In, in Hawaii, and you know this, if you like go on a hike, you're not supposed to touch the standing water because flesh eating bacteria.
1: Yeah. You know, paradise.
0: Uh, <laughs> so hopefully there was none of that in, in that water. Um, I, I thought about this when, after he wakes her up, and obviously she doesn't know, her character doesn't know English in the episode. I thought of, kind of, looking at the episode through her lens, mm-hmm. and almost trying to consciously jabber up his words so it. I don't understand what he's saying. If that makes sense. So, like from her perspective, she doesn't know English, right? Just yeah. try to she be doesn't, like she
1: doesn't understand the context of what he's trying to say necessarily. She's re- really relying on just context like, inter- interpersonal communication, not. Or you know, like body language.
0: Right, and and with that in mind, do you think that do you think that was effective? Do do you, do you think uh, Bronson's uh, gestures, uh, context clues, were effective in explaining peace?
1: Well, I, I found it interesting because he was never really threatening to her at any point. In the episode, she, she initiated most of the violence between them and, and, and really from a defensive posture, which I I can, you know, I can understand why she would do that. But she starts throwing pots and pans at him at the beginning and like attacking him. And he's like, all right, I, I don't want to deal with this. And he knocks her out. Uh, (laughs) And then like later on comes back with a peace offering wakes her up. And again, she cowers away and he's, he's talking to her, even though she doesn't understand, but then he doesn't make any other threatening move towards her or try to attack her or do anything, you know, mean. He just leaves and leaves her with the food. And then she follows him around and, um, and never in in the episode, even when I guess him reaching for a gun, like that could be the one thing where she maybe felt threatened because then she reaches for another gun right away. But in that environment, that's something that may be useful to have regardless of who you're with. So he wasn't, and and he turned on her just, I think because she ran for that gun at the same time, but overall I, I feel like he was, he was always open and, and accepting of her, uh, throughout the episode. So I don't think, I don't think language was necessary for him to get that point across. I think that was maybe more uh, for the viewer to just reinforce his opinion of, of like that he was over this war and over this old system of uniforms dictating who we are and, you know, what our governments and beliefs are.
0: Right. Right. Um, Kind of, you you mentioned the 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 g- reaching for the guns over by the the movie theater mm-hmm. and and two soldiers. I think I think those two soldiers the the bodies of the two soldiers are opposite. I think maybe they're they're on separate armies. um I don't know if that's as important as my point, which is going back to Fallout. I I don't I have to because it's my most recent frame of reference. <laughs> right. Um. But in, really any any of those type of games from like Obsidian, uh where you have you have the story and it's building the background of the the story of in that universe uh you know with with clues that aren't like saying it to you out loud they're not saying there was a war that killed everybody and this is what happened uh but there are little there are little stories mini stories that kind of flesh out that universe like the newspaper he looks at the newspaper and it says Ev- evacuate the city those two bodies that are at the, the movie theater, even they're on either side of the ticket counter and they both have guns. And it, interestingly, Charles Bronson and Elizabeth Montgomery, they both also go to those sides and kind of take that same posture against each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think those, that, that background storytelling is, is interesting.
1: Yeah. And I, I, was watching this episode with a very open mind as far as like who these two people could be, where they could be from. Obviously, if you watch uh, enough twilight zone, you don't want to make assumptions about people's origins or things like that. So I wasn't sure if the woman in this episode, because she doesn't speak English, if she was just from another country, if she was not from this planet, like from this like plane of existence. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't making those assumptions. So I, so I, that, that sort of led into my trying to figure out what the war was or what the war meant. Cause you had those signs that said like, see footage of the enemy landing. And that could be like landing on our shores from their country or landing on this planet or, you know, like, so they're in, um, I thought that was interesting and a potential way to extend, uh, the divide between the two individuals further. Uh, obviously if it was like a war between gov- governments and things like that, then, you know, that's maybe a, a bridge too far, but, uh, I still found it interesting that they had to, uh, get over that, um, barrier in communication because they didn't share language or anything like that.
0: Right. It, uh, it, I don't know the last time we saw *Planet of the Apes*, but it, it, like any time, any time there's a man and there's a woman who doesn't understand English, then I'm like, oh, that *Planet of the Apes* there it is. <laughs> the man's coming in and, and it's being like, I don't care what language you speak. This is the language I speak. Uh, I on a, on a serious note on that, the it it set up creepy overtones a little bit for me with when when he, when Bronson first knocks her out, and then he looks at the the calendar of the bikini woman, right right, and he it the camera lingers on that shot for for a little too long for me. And then he looks back down at, at Montgomery. I'm like, okay, i I get it. All right, Testosterone, man. And then he then he go, then he goes out, and then he sees like the 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 movie poster of the romance. The I forget what the title of the movie is, but it says oh romance it.
1: yeah, romance on. It's not on leave or something. It's Barney or uh, fur, furlough. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: furloughed romance or, or whatever. Yeah. And then and then that's when he decides to make the that the chicken piece offering, and that you know like. It could, it could be construed as love or, or lust or I'm, I'm lonely. And I guess really that, that. Maybe is that what the episode is really boiling down to is, Hey, two people lonely to bring them together.
1: Yeah. I, I, at the end of the episode, it talks about it being a love story in the twilight zone. Right. And it's, it's an awkward love story. Um,
0: much like and, but, all of our podcasts,
1: <laughs> an awkward love story. All of our podcasts, <laughs> um, but I, I, I try to pull in all the information. Right, you, you talk about the name of the episode being two, two people. Right, uh, you, we don't see anyone else in the episode, and there's always those scenarios where people talk about, oh, if you, if we were the last two people on Earth, right, or, or like, oh, we, we, I would, I would never like that person, even if we we're the last two on Earth. And maybe these aren't the last two people, but they're certainly maybe the only two that they've encountered in a very long time. And they come from opposite sides. They come from uh, different sides of this war. And so I I think it is an interesting exploration into how two people that are meant to be opposing uh, can somehow come together and build a relationship. And even if it's only very early on, like a platonic relationship, the potential exists for, for something beyond that. And yeah, maybe it's a little rushed to think like, Hey, if I give you chicken and steal the dress off this mannequin, (laughs) uh, maybe you can be my girlfriend, but like, you know, she's, um, she's, she's going slow.
0: Classic pickup line. (laughs) Classic. Did did you know, did you know that, this is a true story. Did you know that Chelsea and I got married behind a church's chicken in, in <laughs> I have Jackson, heard Jacksonville, Arkansas? I have
1: heard that story, yes.
0: Hey, so I'm telling you, chicken is the pathway to love.
1: You can't, you can't deny it.
0: <laughs> um, uh, okay, Travis, uh, any, any, other, any other thoughts on on the episode that you picked up?
1: I mean, it talks about like this city being no one set foot in it in five years. Uh, this is the beginning of the sixth year. Um I know for me, it takes maybe thirty to forty minutes of um game time within fallout before I have a completely new outfit and uh, and everything looks different on me and my vault suit has gotten out the window. So the fact that these both of these characters are wearing their army uniforms uh five years later, I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody will have changed their clothes. Uh, but obviously that that's that's required for uh for to show that they're uh from opposing sides but yeah i'm just not buying that piece and uh i don't know i thought i thought it was an interesting uh good episode and uh yeah that's
0: it you're right uh they at least one of them would have a chef's hat the other <laughs> would have a clown costume on <laughs> and there'd be a scorch piece that they're fighting exactly Uh, All right. uh, Or or
1: a poorly puppeted spider, maybe, that they're (laughs)
0: fighting. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. Travis, I ask everybody, and you're no exclusion, to rate the episode in whatever scale you would like. So with that in mind, Travis, what would you rate this episode?
1: Uh, I would give this episode like a one and a half out of two.
0: (laughs) Oh, sticking with that two scale, baby. Uh, one and a half out of two. One and a half out of two people. Or what? Like, is it a star? Is it? It's it's one and a half
1: out of two drumsticks.
0: <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Got to write that down. Uh, one and a half out of two drumsticks. Uh, I would I would agree I would agree with that. Um, I. I love both Charles Bronson and Elizabeth Montgomery and I think they're you know I think they're well suited for each other. I think they're going to last a long time.
1: Yeah. That that really awkward smile on her face at the end of the episode <laughs> says everything.
0: That's that's like the Arnold smile from Terminator <laughs> 2 <laughs> or uh, uh, whichever uh, whichever one it is. Yeah. Uh okay, the last thing I have for you Travis, this is another new game I asked you to do this for me. It is time for I don't have a title for this one. I'll have to evolve that as we go. It's time for choose your own just made that. I made it up. If you <laughs> could pick a different ending for this episode, what would it be?
1: Um hmm. uh, so they kind of just like walk off uh in the end a different ending i was supposed to prep for this and i didn't do it yeah Um, i forgot
0: about it until right now uh i'm trying to do that before the the rating scale so okay so whose fault is Uh, it?
1: yeah i i think one way that this could have ended differently is if instead of them being alone in the end maybe they're they're discovered by another group or something like that and uh and like maybe they've already built a little bit more of a trusted relationship between the two of them, uh, but then like one other side of whichever side um, encounters them, and then like they have to either defend their relationship or or fight off whoever's uh, not approving of it. That could be that could be an interesting twist.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna build off of yours and say that these opposing groups end up being uh basically two two countries the invaders and in the defenders but their their real names are the capulets and the montagues <laughs> and and it, it, eventually it, it turns out that you know the, the the capulets don't want bronson to be with the montague girl and yeah. so eventually they're like well if we, and then they
1: both have the poison. I know the poison drumsticks. I if, get it, Brandon.
0: If we can't be together, we're gonna we're gonna eat poison drumsticks. Got it. Now,
1: now that I've had like thirty seconds to think about it, the other like super Twilight Zone way that you could have ended this episode is as they walk off together. It like pans out, and then it shows them in this like snow globe type thing, like in the city, and there's just people like studying them, and then being like, "All right, we finally found two that could work together." And then like oh yeah that that would
0: have been I I dig that thank you that's why <laughs> that's why I talk nonsense for an extra thirty seconds <laughs> so I give people a chance to to clarify I did think that you had set you were gonna say that it pans out and they're in a snow globe and then the hand drops the snow globe and it's Orson Welles and he says Rosebud <laughs> two. What does two mean? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, th- thank you so much for, for talking about the episode with me, Travis. You know sure. I love you. You're my you're you're my best you're my best pal. And I wanna I wanna ask you about other stuff that, that we do together. Okay. Uh, I know that you 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 do you do a pod, you do a podcast. I've, I've I'm on a couple. Yeah. Well, can you tell <laughs> me about them?
1: Yeah. Uh, our My original podcast, I started with my friend Brandon Cruz. It's mm. called Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, we talk about random nonsense and the things that we're interested in uh, every couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and it's just a time for us to do basically what we just did on this episode, <laughs> but about anything or any topic that we find interesting. And
0: I do less hosting.
1: Yes, there, there there's a shared, there's a give and take on that episode. <laughs> Um, And then, uh, what is probably our most popular podcast is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, where we talk about the show Rick and Morty. And we eagerly await the start of season four so that we can review new episodes. But we also talk about uh, different characters, we talk about uh, news and things that are interesting related to Rick and Morty. And uh, we try to get fans involved on that episode or on that podcast. Uh, because Rick and Morty has a huge fandom, and we try to highlight the better sides of that fandom as well, so, yeah, those podcasts are all on apatheticthusiasm dot com along with submit it for your approval. Hey by its podcast hey,
0: what do you know that's that's us uh how do, how do how can people get a hold of you and the shows on social media?
1: uh carrier pigeons are <laughs> uh, no, no wait, that's not right.
0: uh you can
1: follow us uh on twitter at apathusiast uh, at rick and morty pod you can follow me at juggle mino i'm occasionally active on twitter mostly during basketball season um but now nfl playoffs are happening so maybe i'll have a tweet or two uh for that as well
0: thunder up uh, chargers up hey you really like lightning up. based
1: I, I love electricity based <laughs> and uh weather based teams yeah so your favorite pokemon thing.
0: is pikachu continue uh,
1: don't put don't you put that on me don't you put that on me brandon <laughs> Uh but yeah and then um yeah pretty much twitter's the way to go uh instagram at pretty much anywhere you search juggle me no, that's me.
0: Excellent. Thank you so, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, uh I love those doing those shows with you. You you are a blast to hang out with. A blast to talk to. As I said, <laughs> best pals forever. And I reciprocate equally, <laughs> but <Brit. laughs> Um Travis Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh I'm not going to do this with the normal guests in the future, but since you are my co-host for everything else, I figure I'm going to add this next little bit of iTunes reviews and then social media. Oh, I'm going to have you Ooh, on this for it. All right. I get uh, th-
1: I get bonus time. I'm <laughs>
0: excited. Bonus time with Brandon. Uh a few new reviews on on iTunes and guess what? I am I am bringing up the bad ones just so because you know hey you can't take the good without the bad you got
1: you got to you got to be truthful you got to accept the criticism so that we can grow it's you know it's part of life brandon
0: part part of life and first up is gene everett 187 the title of this is twilight pawn podcast is way better plus they did every episode by the way i think he's talking about twilight pawn which they have done every episode uh they've been around uh, a lot longer than me um I, I, maybe i would have been done doesn't matter uh, he writes this podcast is lazy and hardly posts check out the twilight pond podcast they did every episode weekly and all episodes are up he is absolutely correct make sure you go out to check out twilight Pwn. those guys they did every episode they i think they, they started night gallery uh i can't fault gene effort 187 because the last time i posted is april so he's absolutely right i will say that Jeez. even if i had done it every week I would not have been done with every episode yet.
1: You, the last time you posted an episode was April. That that seems eerily close to around the time Rick and Morty season three was really kicking <laughs> off. Um, I'm sure hey. it's completely unrelated, Britt. <laughs> uh,
0: no relation at all. Uh, the second review I have up is by a person called Podcast Review 2018. I'm not really sure what they do. Um. <laughs> But the title of the post is just awful. <laughs> the description says avoid. So I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking that positive criticism, that constructive criticism to heart, and I'm gonna I'm really gonna utilize it into the consistency of the new year. <laughs> Travis, Good.
1: You- good. Um well I I can't argue with them. I I I don't uh <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't listen to every episode of this podcast, <laughs> but I don't listen to every episode of most of what we produce, Brandon. So, um, you know, I support I you. It. I I support <laughs> you. In your, in that was your you. You
0: posted that. Review.
1: <laughs> ah, <laughs> you got of, me. Uh, it was part of my campaign to leave reviews on every podcast in 2018.
0: <laughs> uh, every yeah, so I, got, I just I just
1: got lazy at the end and just started leaving one word uh, <laughs> descriptions in my reviews. <laughs>
0: Um, the, the, last, the last review I have on here Is uh, by Chingoya Who is actually a convert From I believe the Rick and Morty podcast
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, They say Entertaining and educational And uh, they, they write and I'm Cutting it a little bit short But absolutely love the Twilight Zone And truly enjoying these podcasts Since listening to them I have a much deeper appreciation Of each episode Thank you Brandon and to your guests That's you Travis for, oh, That's me for your insights and opinions on the show's episodes, thank you so much. That was that was posted before the two negative ones. Just to let you know, before Good. before okay. consistency was my enemy. That, and that
1: just goes to show you, Brandon, that one out of three people that take the time to review actually like
0: your podcast. And <laughs> I think that's I think that's something. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> my, my uh, so th- that's that's all for the reviews. Uh, if you're listening to this. uh, go ahead, head out to iTunes, leave me a review. If you, if you like the episode, if you like the show, if you like to hear me do this, uh, more than once a year, please let me know, uh, and listen to the backlog. Let me know how those, those were. If you like the show, I I plan on continuing this as we go on into 2019 and beyond. Um, so, so thank you. Uh, if there's, Anything you want to know about me or want to get a hold of the show, there's a few ways you can do that. Facebook.com slash S4, the number four, YAPodcast. Instagram, S4YA underscore podcast. Twitter, S4YA underscore podcast. Email, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. Website, www.apatheticenthusiasm.com. And again, Head out to iTunes. Let me know what you think. Uh, my New Year's resolution for 2019, Travis, can you guess what it is?
1: Doing more consistent S4YAs.:
0: Oh, no, it was to not drink so much, but that oh. is a reasonable <laughs> that is a reasonable substitute. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Travis, for coming on.
1: We'll yeah, see, thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, coming back for season four episode one uh hopefully uh you know we could do that sometime in 2022 and uh (laughs) yeah but but thanks thanks it's a it's a blast uh doing this so i can't wait to record another podcast with you i don't know
0: tomorrow 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 it is uh thank you everyone for listening and until next time i am brandon Cruz, and this is submitted for your approval